PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you Saltwater Fishing Radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry, the biggest TV fishing stars, interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. Welcome, everybody, to the PointQuickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Wayne, we've got another great show, and uh, we're definitely excited to uh, warm things up a little bit here since it's been so cold where we are. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be back in the studio with you here again on Thursday night, Captain Jay, and we're excited to uh, you know be able to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that happens south of us. We are, uh, of course, right in the middle of winter here in eastern North Carolina and just got through what was the, the coldest part of the winter that we've seen so far. Luckily, we didn't get any of the snow and participation precipitation here in the Moorhead City area. They, they got north and uh, west of us, but it still got kind of cool, and it's got me thinking a little bit about Florida, Jay. Yeah, I tell you, it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, nice to head south to be able to bring our Florida fishing expert on. We welcome Bass to Billfish TV host, three-time world sailfish champion, get lit professional team angler, and our friend Peter Miller. Peter, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me. Well, Peter, we appreciate you joining us here on the show this afternoon. And uh wanted to first of all say, I hope it's warmer there than it is here, but I know the answer to that. Yeah, you know, actually we're having a little bit of a cold front. So for us, it's kind of like if it drops below 70 degrees, everyone's like, whoa, i got to break out the jacket, the boots, the women all like put on leather. I mean, it's like a whole production down here it's like we have winter at, at 65 degrees so yeah we're, we're we're cold here but i think we're doing okay we'll, we'll survive well, our winter season kicks in and it's starting to sound like fall down there <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so well, with that change in temperatures i know that gets the, the fishing cranking up but before we talk too much about the the fishing activity that's going on on the water peter we'd, we'd love to talk to you a little bit about you know how you got your start fishing uh you know in south florida and how that led to you uh you know starting your own show Okay, well, uh, thanks for asking. I um, basically, you know, growing up in upstate New York, so I experienced all that, all the winters and things like that. So, you know, spring and, and summer were big time for me to fish. So at three years old, I was hit, you know, I'll keep it short. I'm not going to go year by year on this one because I'm 47 now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, at three years old, I was fishing for, for sunnies and catfish and carp and bass and you know, finding night crawlers in the yard, and that was, like, part of the routine, and that was, like, any time I could do that. Um, then graduated to coming to, coming to South Florida for vacations when I was about 10. Caught my first sailfish kite fishing when I was 10. So that was uh, that was 37 years ago. So that was, that was pretty cool. I was kite fishing 37 years ago. And um, next trip came down to Miami and caught a hammerhead shark. And at that point, you know, I was just fully hooked, you know, no, well, pun intended. I mean, 100%, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, everywhere I went, I went fishing. If I was traveling to Vermont, I would have a rod and reel. If I was 
Arizona, California. If I went to Sweden, where my mom was from, I was fishing. I mean, they, they all thought I was crazy. Everywhere we went, I'm like, Peter's got to go fishing. And uh, that's that's what I did. Well, that's that's awesome that you were able to turn that passion into a career. And, um, and you know, it's always fun watching you on the show. Um, you know, having a TV show, you obviously get to fish a lot. And when you're out fishing, um, with the show itself, you've been able to pull people that either know a lot or a little about fishing into the show itself. How has that, um, you know, how has that worked out for you with bringing the, that passion or sharing that passion with those anglers that may or may not have the opportunity to do it all the time? Well, that, that's, uh, it's great that you brought, brought that up because when I came up with the show idea, you know, originally when you're younger and, you know, I came up with the idea, uh, you know, a long, long time ago, 40, you know, I've been fishing for 44 years, but I came up with the idea probably 30 years ago where I'm going to have a fishing show. And back then, you know, you just thought I want to just show myself fishing with my buddies. It's going to be hardcore. We're going to catch big fish and it's going to be intense and tournament style. But, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, it's, you need a, a, a product that is marketable, you know, any, anybody can do a fishing show, but you need something that, sponsors will want to buy into and and be a part of and that's how it came up with the idea of you know people having to audition to be on the show it could be their first catch it could be their millionth catch you know all walks of life from little kids to elderly people you know have been on the show and um that is a lot of fun it's really rewarding to bring people out that wouldn't ever have necessarily gotten the chance to do it and then to take them into a situation which I'm most comfortable in, which is pretty hardcore fishing. I mean, you know, we, we keep it fun and light, and we don't show all the details involved in rigging uh, like some of the shows. But, you know, we'll go out there and we'll go drop 2,000 feet of water and catch a 200-pound swordfish or someone that doesn't even know what a swordfish is. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then we fly them in on top of it. So it's a pretty cool situation, and, and, it's, and it's really wonderful to be able to, you know, make a memory of a lifetime for somebody. Well, you know, that's, I'm glad you brought that up about submitting the videos because those that are listening right now to the show and they're like, man, I'd love to be on Bass to Bifish or Peter Miller. What type of stuff do you usually look for when they're submitting the videos? I mean, what is it, can you give them any advice when they're thinking about submitting? What, what should they do? That's a, that's a great question. Um, basically, you know, Florida, we shoot in the state of Florida, and, and Florida Tourism is one of my biggest partners. And all they requested from me was like, Peter – Love it. We're gonna we're gonna back you. You know, you're going on your seventh, eighth season. Um, you know, we request that you take people from out of state to Florida and show them all about Florida and Florida fishing. So that's for one thing. You can't. You know, you know, you're not supposed to be from the state of Florida as you're auditioning. But well, what I really look for is, you know, what the producers look for is personality. Because when it's all said and done, it is a fishing show. So whether they fished or not, or you know, or fished a lot you really need somebody that can help drive like the story and be fun and animated. And, you know, that's not easy. It's not easy for professionals to always be on and on camera and, you know, entertaining, but uh, that's important. If I, if I hear a good joke or someone's funny or witty, um, I don't care if they've caught a fish ever in their life, I'll show them how to fish and we'll have a good time. So I would say, you know, be funny, witty, tell a joke, do any, do anything unique and uh, tell me about your fish if you want. But honestly, I, I don't even, it doesn't matter to me whether you fished or not. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a good time. 
uh, with all the auditions coming in, there's no doubt that you get probably quite a few characters and a lot of seasoned anglers that are applying to be on there as well. Tell us what you've got on tap for the you know the current season. I know you started the season at the beginning of the year. Um, what else can the, the audience look forward to over the next couple of months? Well, um, you know, the first the first show was a, actually a radio giveaway, and the guy was the 10th caller, and it, it, he happened to be a big fan of the show, and he won, brought his friends. We wound up catching, out of Miami, we caught some uh, big amberjack, barracudas, mahi, blackfin tuna, and sailfish on the kite. So we had an amazing show, and that was actually a one-dayer. That was one of the few shows that we've ever shot in one day. They literally came in that morning, we shot all day, and that night, normally I take them to dinner, I give them to shops gift cards, we do an activity, and these guys were like, hey, we got to leave tonight. I'm like, really? Nothing? It was it was the shortest and best shoot I've had in a long time. And then the next shoot, uh, I had a boy from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, Leo Marino. He had wished to fish with me for about a year and a half, and the timing was finally right. And he came down to the Keys with his family. We put him up at Hawks K and caught mahi and tunas and sharks and big swordfish 200 pound swordfish um it was just an unbelievable trip and um caught like a 400 pound you know uh cuban night shark after that so we we had an absolute blast um then we had girlfriends scalloping and stein hatchy uh or steen hatchy and um, we caught redfish and trout and a bunch of scallops and, and had those for dinner um Gosh, we've had a lot of good ones. And then we had uh, three young kids, like teenagers, fishing in Tampa for, for tailing redfish on topwater lures and caught probably 40 fish up to 20 pounds. Um, got some amazing drone footage on that of the of the schools just balled up by a, by a dolphin, balling them up on the flats. And, and the drone footage is just like, you know, Discovery Channel worthy. Um, and then... We had Heroes on the Water with Jason Austin, who helps uh, who helps run that run that deal. Um, and uh, Cody, we caught all kinds of stuff up in Palm Beach, you know, sharks and goliaths and gigantic kudas and kings and snappers, you name it. And then I had a, I have a boy with Down syndrome, Andy, who's been on the show before, and everyone's been asking me year after year, you got to bring Andy back, you got to bring him back, and it's not really. It's not really our, our. We don't really bring people back, but it's, he was in such high demand, and he was such a great guy that we decided to uh, bring him back. And we wound up shooting a two-part special out of uh, South Seas Island Resort over in Captiva, and we caught fish for for two days, and to the point where you, you couldn't even stand up after the two days. We started out with redfish, snook, jacks, Goliath grouper, sharks more redfish, giant schools of redfish, more snook. I mean, we caught so many things, and then catching bait in between, we had an absolute blast. Um, then I did a show with the guy from Captiva, uh, Captain Ozzy Fisher, um, after after my guest left, and he and I did a fun show together, handlining Goliath Grouper, handlining Grouper. We actually handlined a snook. <laughs> um, so we've been having some fun, and then there'll be another show with my daughter and I. She's... Uh, Everyone, uh, you know, she's really resonated with, with, with the viewers. And, and, of course, you know, me, she's my uh, favorite person in the world alongside my son. And um, and then we're going to probably have a Keys special, Florida Keys special, with all, like, the, the highlights from the past few years. And that's, that's what this season's looking like. Man, Peter, I tell you, that uh, that is some 
awesome fishing all the way around Florida. I mean, that's, that's, you, you as you were saying it, I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's a, I'd like to do all that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? But, but I've seen the, uh, the Andy shows, those, those, he's just amazing. He gets on the show, he's just full of energy and he loves to fish, doesn't he? Oh, I've never seen anything like it. Everything he does, it, literally he and I could do our own show and he would be the one with the energy. You know, uh, people with Down syndrome are very loving, very huggy, very, very emotional, and, and that's exactly what he is. And everything he does is big cheers. I mean, he catches a fish, he throws a rod down the deck, and both hands are in the air cheering like he's Rocky <laughs> Balboa, and he just, he just won the fight, you know? And uh, he, he, everything he does like that. When I first met him in the lobby after three years, he came running and jumped on me like a, like, <laughs> you know, like a little monkey, wrapped his legs around me. And then he started, every time we would do something, he would kiss me on the neck. That was his thing. He just hugs you so hard and he kisses you on the neck. And, you know, i got to be honest, I've never had a man kiss me on the neck before. But Andy's, like, so ad- adorable. <laughs> you kind of get used to it. You kind of look forward to it. You're like, Andy, where's the kiss on the neck? I, I, you know, I didn't get it. And then he started calling me dad. He's like, you're my best dad. And he started calling me dad through the whole trip. And his, his mom told me, you know, he, his dad, you know, he's been estranged from his dad for a long time. And there's a couple people in his life that, you know, he refers to his dad. And you're one of them. And it was just, I mean, he's talking about emotional fun amazing trip but everything is like through the roof of excitement with him and i mean he caught a 200 pound goliath on top of that he caught a, his first 100 plus pound shark he's catching snook that are jumping all over he's grabbing fish i mean ripping them out of the water and he swings them in the boat you got to watch out when he's got a fish on it's like blooper central i mean fish literally fly over your head and smash into the t-top and you know, you got to duck, and I try to tell him not to do that, but, you know, I don't want to kill his bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great that you use the show as a, as a vehicle to, you know, make people's day better and make people's lives better, whether it's kids or, you know, wounded warriors or people that are coming back from, you know, overseas. It's it's great to see that you use the show as a vehicle to uh, to work with others and to give them special moments. Uh, you talked a little bit about Andy. Have you got any other experiences where you've uh, you've really felt like you've been able to you know work with people that really appreciated that experience. Oh yeah, I've had um, I've done four trips now with the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah. And uh, every time you know I get choked up you know working with the kids when you start talking about it because you know you know what they've been through and their families have been through, and then to have the kid wish to be on your show with you to fish you know from sun up to sundown. You know, it's it's really special, and it's very, um, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm so happy that they, they've asked to do that, and it's something that I'm able to offer, and I'm pretty good at it, you know? And to be able to say, hey, I'm going to take you and show you the best stuff that I know to do, and I've been doing it for 35 years, so come along and we'll do this. And, and you know, you see them getting choked up, and you know it's helped them in, in some way, and they're going to walk away from the experience. Um, happy and have had an amazing life experience, and in turn, you know, I'll have had the same thing alongside with them, yeah. um, and that's been that's been incredible. And then um, the one boy is uh, he was out of Massachusetts, and they invited me to uh, speak at the annual gala for the Make a Wish Foundation um, in front of like a thousand people up on stage, and to talk about our wish and what it meant. And you know, everyone really grows from the experience. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, life-threatening or non-terminal or just, you know, people having a tough time in life. You know, I've had some guests that, 
you know, went through a flood. They lost everything. You know, then, you know, people hear flood on the radio or the TV and they're like, oh, flood's not my house. I don't know, you know, much about that. But when you meet someone who had lost everything and they were, you know, funny enough to make a fun video and they come down and you, you fish with them, it takes their mind off it and they're happy and they're like, it's the best trip of my life. So that's really, it's really rewarding and it's, it's great to be a part of it, you know, and to do an, a fun fishing show where we catch great stuff. You know, we're not just going out there catching bass every week you know we're going bass all the way to swordfish you know and thus the name bass to billfish and, P- and peter with the show you get to travel around and and fish in the fishing capital of the world in florida but as you travel around and get to target different species are there certain ones that you are kind of partial to obviously you do a lot of self fishing but are there any specific species that you are particularly uh that you prefer to do um, God, it's tough. Every time someone asks me that, my mind races. I, I go straight from bonefish to ferment to tarpon, and then I go offshore sailfish, marlin tuna. Um, but if you have to pin me down, I would probably say that I really love snook fishing, sight fishing for snook off the beach. Um, I love permit fishing on the flats, uh, live crabs, throwing a lot, pitching a live crab to a permit and getting that bite and watch them come up and eat it. Um, that's always amazing. So those two, but then, you know, <laughs> I always get this. Then I got sail fishing, you know, on the kites. That's my expertise. That's what I've been doing forever. I've caught thousands of sailfish, yet everyone that comes up, my eyes bug out of my head, and I'm freaking out, and I, I can't, you know, every time it jumps, I'm screaming, and I'm like a little kid. And then marlin, you know, coming up on a teaser bait, you know, charging out of the water 500 pounds, you know, just jumping on that, on that teaser bait and switching it, and then you, they eat and they greyhound away. Oh God, you're getting me all excited here. I gotta go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's making well, me want to go there fish in right South now, Florida. Too. You've got plenty of options available to you. What's the uh, the selfish bite been like so far this year? The selfish bite has been really it's been really hot. I mean, if you time it right, I mean, if you go like on a regular on a regular day when the, it's humid and the wind's not right, you know, it'll be okay. You'll, I mean, I literally could guarantee. If you go out on a boat out of South Florida right now, um, you're gonna you're gonna get a sailfish shot or many or at least three or four bites in a day. You may not catch one, but you're gonna see them. You're probably gonna get a bite. You'll probably catch one. But um, there's days where we went out um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it wasn't really planned around the weather. It was just you know let's go. We got uh, 20 sailfish bites and we caught. We had novice anglers and and it was a little tricky with the hookups, but we wound up catching. I think 11 or 12, and we actually had 18 on, like on tight jumping um, for, and and we'd have one fray off, the hook would break, and we had some weird things happen, but we actually got tight on 18 fish. Wow, what a day. Now, you you yeah. mentioned that you like to use kites, and I know a lot of people down there use kites. Tell us about your spread and how you how you go about targeting them for people who might not have ever done that before. Yeah, the kite fishing basically, you know, sends, sends the baits away from the boat, and um you clip your main line, your fishing line with your with your live bait into clips that are spread out basically like a clothesline. You basically flying a clothesline into midair with your kite and you clip your lines into these clips and when you get a bite, you feed them through the clip, you drop back just like you would any kind of fish, and when you feel like it's time you push the lever lever drag up. The fish is swimming away, it comes tight, it pops out of the clip and the line starts to fall, you wind up that slack. And as you're about to come tight on the fish, you slow down because it's a circle hook. And you don't want to yank it out, and you almost let the fish come tight on its own. And um, it's it's just a great method because you're dangling a bait, 
you know, basically on the surface, maybe a foot below the surface with 30-pound fluorocarbon leader, which is basically invisible, but imagine it only has a foot of leader in the water and this live bait is struggling on the surface, sending out vibrations with a hook tethered to its back by a rubber band or a piece of floss. Um, I mean, it's one of the most perfect setups you could you could ever hope for with any kind of species coming by that's going to see that is going to basically eat it. And the nice thing about that is when you do hook up, you can reel, we put out six baits, you can reel the other five baits in the air because they're in these clips. You can reel them out of the way. The sailfish will swim under all of them and go out the other side of the boat. The captain will spin. You can drop your baits back in the water, and sailfish swim in packs. So if you have one on, and if you had spinners or conventional reels out of outriggers, you'd have to reel everything in to go after the fish. You can still fish five baits perfectly while you're fighting your other sailfish, and generally you're going to get another bite because they do swim in schools or packs, we call them. It gets exciting when you get a double. Yeah, we've had we've had six on at once. My buddy and I used to fish just the two of us, and he he and I were out there. He'd run the boat. I'd be running two kites and six baits, and I've actually had six on at once with me, like looking at all the rods, trying to figure it out. And I fished by myself sometimes, and I've had six on. One day I went out and caught eleven sailfish by myself and thirty blackfin tuna, um, and that was one of my one of my most favorite days of all time. <laughs> Now, uh, Peter, I wanted to... Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Oh, no, Peter, I, I wanted to ask you something. Um, you, you hear a lot of people wanting to target Goliath grouper. What, how would you describe that experience to somebody, if, you know, when you get a, a Goliath grouper on the line? Well, what's cool, about, what's cool about the Goliath grouper is that they're gigantic fish, so everybody wants to catch one. And, and they're, they're somewhat of a nuisance because they became protected after being overfished and basically slaughtered, everyone would keep them, hang them at the dock, take pictures, and they just throw them back in the canal, back in the ocean, you know, dead. So it became a little bit of a problem. So they decided to put a ban on touching them or, or bring them in the boat or, or harvesting them. So now they've done so well, they've actually grown to, you know, extraordinary magnitude in size, and they're eating up a lot of the reefs. Um, studies have been done that say that their main diet consists of crabs and other stuff like that. They'll empty their stomachs out. Um, they use a PVC tool that they cram down their mouths into their stomach, and they tilt it, They tilt it, and the stomach contents actually roll out of the big PVC tube, and they will always show you, like, you know, crabs and stuff like that. But, I mean, I know for a fact that I've, been, I've had 30-pound grouper on, and I feel this tug after I fought it for 10 minutes, and I'll pull the grouper up, and there'll be mouth prints, you know, around the grouper yeah. that a Goliath is basically trying to eat it. I mean, these guys are feeding these Goliath groupers 20-pound, 30-pound stingrays and 20-pound tunas, um, butterflies. So these, these Goliaths are gigantic. So basically, I think a Goliath is almost like a largemouth bass. If you can envision a largemouth bass looking at a rubber worm, if you've seen it on video, you watch them in the tanks, and you have it twitching on the ground in front of a, in front of a bass, and he twitched the worm, and the bass is looking at it. They're not doing it. All of a sudden, they do this vacuum, like, suck up, like, and they clamp down on it. And that's kind of what the Goliath grouper do. And we actually have it on video from yesterday's show. The guy swam down and filmed it actually eating my bait, and it did exactly that. It just stared at this live blue runner, and it just, just sucked it up and just sat there with it. And it just swam slowly back to the wreck, which above water looks like I was – 
hooked into a speeding car, but if you look at the fish <laughs> eating it and swimming back to the wreck, he looks like he's just out for a Sunday stroll. He ate it and he's just swimming back because he was 300 pounds. So um, fighting those fish is a lot of fun. They give up. If you can get them out of the structure um, and you get them coming towards the boat, you can you can beat that 300-pound Goliath in, in five minutes because they finally just can't take it anymore. But that, that first five minutes is pretty critical, but so much fun when you see like a 300-pounder surface. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, been fortunate to have a chance to explore throughout the Keys and dive and fish off the reefs quite a bit and uh, see a lot of Goliaths, which is a good sign from a conservation perspective. As you mentioned, they were uh, pretty much almost wiped out and they put some measures in place that will uh, protect them and certainly no doubt that they've made a really good recovery. Um, you see a lot of them out on the reefs now. Uh, what yeah. else do you do when you're reef fishing? What else do you target and what else is the typical catch when you're out off the reef? Uh, other pelagics and other bottom fish you might run into. Yeah, well, well, we'll kind of target. We bring, you know, everyone always says, you know, guys, why do you bring so many rods? It's like, well, we want to prepare for everything and anything, and we'll always have a bottom rod out when we're kite fishing, and that bottom rod, our, our goal is to usually catch a mutton snapper, which is my favorite, one of my favorite fish to eat. Mutton snapper and hogfish are two of my favorites. So mutton snapper, grouper, um, I, interesting story. When we were goliath fishing this one day, we were actually handlining goliath. And I was breaking off every hook. Every hook was straightening. And these were gigantic mustad hooks. And the fish were big. And you don't realize how strong your arms are compared to a rod and reel. So I was, like, bending and straightening and breaking and this and that. And then this one bite I got, it was on a live blue runner. And I had 300-pound leader with a giant weight. Um, and I got this bite, and I started pulling on it with a rope. And I got this thing to the boat in 30, I was 30 feet of water. I got it to the boat in about... I don't know, 20 seconds, and I was pulling this thing up, and I thought I had just my bait. I mean, that's how how much force you have with, when you're doing the hand combat, hand-to-hand. And I pulled this thing in, and I had a 17-pound gag grouper, and I swung him in the boat, and the thing was so green, it was like it was like literally you just plucked it, plucked it from the bottom and threw it on the deck of the boat. And, you know, it's so cool because you always think you have to use this light, secret tackle for the bottom fish, and generally you do. You have to use stuff that the fish don't see. But I had 300-pound mono with a giant weight, a giant hook, and like a one-pound blue runner, and this 17-pound gag grouper swam right up and ate it like a, like, you know, a, a crazy fish. And it was just a lot of fun, a big surprise. But, um, yeah, we always we always bring stuff for, for bottom fishing. You never know, you know, sometimes you catch a king on your bottom rig and, Bonitas and you know, but hopefully mutton snapper, grouper, um, mangrove snapper. That's that's always good eating. So that's that's the deal on that. So Peter, you know, you know, you know, I've got to ask you something about uh, one of the shows that you did, and uh, it was with Captain Wild Bill. What, t- tell us about that experience. Well, what people don't know about Captain Wild Bill and us, somehow. I know it's going to sound funny, but we're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to, how to explain what I'm saying, but when we met, it was like fast friends, like instantaneous, and we're we're like really good buddies now. And um, you know, he's this big, you know, tough, rugged, burly guy with a hair, and you know, like he's like Zeus out there, you know. Or I'm not sure if that's the right the right. Uh, Greek uh, mentioned, but, um, you know, and here I am like this Miami kid, you know, driving around and and going to like, uh, you know, dinners and stuff, living this like softer life, you know, and he's like this man's man. But when we hung out, 
It was like we were, I don't know, like we've been friends forever. He loves fishing, loves getting out on the water. He loves doing nice things for people. He's a total family man, um, funny. Um, I mean, he, and he's a smart guy. And, you know, he, he knows a lot about a lot of things, and he likes to get involved in everything. He likes to get his hands in everything. Any any opportunity, you know, he gets called to go somewhere, he's going. He, he he's, just, he's just a really nice guy. You know, he's usually on time with me for the first time ever. He totally greenhorned it. And he showed up late. He was a, he was a full greenhorn. I couldn't believe it. He did he didn't wake up with his alarm clock, his cell phone, calling the hotel, and um, and that that was pretty funny. But I didn't feel good about ragging on him too badly on on the show. I just made a couple of comments, but uh, we we had a good time, and he caught a lot of fish. He said when we fished together, he said that uh, it was the best fishing experience he'd ever had and I know he's fished all over the world for many many years so that was uh, a very nice compliment we got into a school of redfish in Flamingo in the Everglades where you catch a fish on like every cast and we're using five pound braid so we could cast really far and we must have caught I don't know 40 40 fish that day well, well, I will tell you that you know the listeners know that uh, we have while building the show uh, quite a bit and he is a stickler for being on time. So when when we watched that episode and he was late, it, it was we we kind of chuckled because we know how adamant he is about being on time. Oh yeah, I, I mean, for and for being the captain, the captain's usually there an hour before everybody else somehow. And what's funny about it is that I'm not really good. I'm always on time, but I'm not good really in the morning. I'm, I, I kind of like to sleep in, but with fishing, that's never worked. Um, but. I, you know, I had to go pick up my boat. It was dark out. I, I woke up, had my breakfast, had my coffee. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I got in my truck, went to the trailer lot at Hawks K down in the Keys, hooked up my boat, chamoised it off, drove through Hawks K, like weaving with my boat in the dark, you know, almost knocking over trees and light posts and lamp posts. <laughs> and I, I wind up, I want, and I want to make it so special for Bill. I want to back the boat up, like, right to the valet. So where he walks out, he just hops in the car, turnkey operation, and he doesn't have to think. I backed my boat up in the dark, and I got it just right, and I must have sat out there for 25 minutes waiting for him. And, you know, at that time, every minute seemed like eternity. So for 25 minutes, it was like literally a lifetime. And finally, I just said, okay, well, he'll figure it out. I'll get the boat to where we're going. He can meet me there, whatever. turned out to be a godsend. I'll tell you why. Because on my way to the ramp, which was the Lorelei in Alamorada, I it was my brand new boat. I'd used it one time before, and the guys that got me the boat, you know, had filled it up. They said, Peter, I put 75 gallons in. They told me. I said, great. We only use it a very little bit, and the boat's very fuel efficient. And I thought, you know what? We're going to be going in the Everglades. We're going to be going probably 25 miles each way in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, eh, let me just top it off. I'll put in 10 gallons. That should be good. So because I was waiting for a while, Bill, I decided to stop and take the time. I pumped fuel, and it was like one of those moments where you're like, you. I literally thought I put the fuel pump in a rod holder because it just kept going. It never turned off. I took 70 gallons in a 75-gallon oh. tank of fuel because he was late, and that sa- literally saved our day. So it turned out that it was like a godsend. So Wild Bill did something good. Hope you're listening, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is awesome. 
Yeah, that's behind the scenes right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned y'all were out targeting redfish in the Everglades. What other type of backcountry stuff do you do? I know there's lots of tarpon and snook and a lot of other things you can get to looking around in the yeah, water. That's exactly it. Um, tarpon, the tarpon and snook are probably you know back back there. That's that's the number one you know that's the number one thing to do. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Fun, you know, you take those like like a zoom fluke style bait. And you just twitch that thing, and they just come up and hammer it. And it's just incredible. And you're really shallow water, so when they go to jump, they're, like, bouncing off the bottom, and they, they sky it out. And in that calm water, it's just, you know, it's so peaceful and so quiet. And then all of a sudden, you got an 80, 100-pound-plus fish, like, launching. And it's just it's one of the most incredible experiences, you know, just just visually and just the, even even like the the audible the, the the noise it makes it's just it's overwhelming so it's a lot for the senses so it's a lot of fun you're in the middle of nowhere it's like untouched grounds you know there's no boats those some of these spots we fish I go with a couple guys that there's never been a boat where they fish like ever it's hard to believe but when you have like six million twists and turns in these mangrove islands and mangrove you know outcrops. Um, it, but those spots that you couldn't get to unless you knew it so well, and you actually have to pull yourself through. Sometimes you have to get out and push the boat, which I don't like to do, but we'll do that. And um, yeah, and then, but my favorite thing, like if you said, Peter, right now, let's let's try to do a simple trip. I would probably go out to the flats here in Miami, um, Biscayne Bay, and you know, you bring live shrimp, live crabs and you pull around for a bonefish and permit. And, yeah. um, you know, this time of year, there's there's tons tons of bonefish around. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's definitely one of the things that makes South Florida and Florida in general just so special. You've got so many different habitats and so many different places that you can fish. And, uh, you know, with it being from bass to billfish, just can't negate the fact that there's a pretty good bass fishery down in the Everglades and also there in the lagoons around Miami. Yeah, the canal system in Miami um, has an amazing, you know, amazing amount of bass, and also the size of the bass here are kind of remarkable. You know, when you come from New York, you know, you catch a three-pounder, four-pounder, five-pounder, is like, you know, you're the talk of the town. Um, when I first came down here and I started looking around in those canals, I spotted some bass. I didn't even know what they were. They were so big. I looked at them. They kind of have like the face of like an alligator almost. They get they're so big, like the nine, ten pounders. And you yeah. look down and you see them like on a bed. You're like, what is that? And you're like, oh my god! I would go back to my house. I would get a video camera. I get all my stuff. I'd set the video camera up and I film because I knew I could catch some of them. Um, so I caught, you know. 10-pounders, uh, largemouth, and peacock bass. The first yep. couple I ever caught were 8-pounders, um, which are gigantic. I've never caught that big of fish since. Um, but, yeah, we have an amazing fishery here running through the city. I mean, urban urban fishing. I jump out of my car. It says no fishing, no parking, and I park right under the sign. Don't tell anybody. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I go bass fishing and peacock fishing. And there's days where I'll hit 15 spots in my car. I jump out couple rods you know i usually have like a jig on one i'll have like a little rapala on one um and sometimes i'll have live bait if i go with the kids you know with some shiners and you, you can't miss with shiners and um just, you know you can have a blast like you know doing that all day definitely that pe- peacock bass fishery is really unique a fish that's you know native to the amazon but has been reintroduced by the you know the florida fish and wildlife and it's uh seems like a lot of anglers turn to that and certainly generates a lot of revenue for the state of florida Yep, you're right. It's, it's a moneymaker. I think they introduced them back in the 80s, 
and uh, you know they, they've taken over. People travel from all over to come catch peacock bass, and I had a bunch of friends that did it for fun, and now they're actually doing like land charters, like walking charters, and they take them to spots and they scout everything out. They wear backpacks and uh, they catch these peacock bass, and um, you know they're not hard to catch, but you know I mean when you've never done it and you don't live here. Um, you need someone to show you around. So, I mean, for whatever they charge, 300 bucks. I don't even know um, what they charge, but something pretty cost-effective, and they could take you fly fishing for them, um, you know. So it, it, they're just beautiful fish. They're, they're, they look great on film and photos, and, and uh, it's a lot cheaper than going to the Amazon, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, Peter, we've had the opportunity to work with you and your team this past year on your new website for Bass to Build Fish. So let's talk a little bit about the, the new website. By the way, thank you for that. Very, very happy with the website. You guys, you know, you guys did an amazing job with it, and uh, thank you for that. So well done. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, um, you know, the my my old website looks great, but it wasn't very functional, you know. And and I, I set it up six years ago, and I went to all these meetings to try to figure out. You know, you learn about social media, you learn about this, but when it's all said and done, you need a fast efficient, user-friendly, to be able to use, to be able to be worked on all devices, you know, um, and that is really the most important part, and it's got to be quick, and it's got to be sharp and effective, and that's exactly what we talked about. You know, I talked to you guys about trying to figure out a way to do that and make it look good and get all the content we wanted, and over the course of, uh, you know, a few months, I don't remember how many months it was, but we kind of finessed it and got it exactly what we wanted. What was really nice, though, is that you guys really listened to what we wanted and how we wanted it to look, and, and you came up with your own ideas. And I was surprised because when I saw the first shots at it, the first looks, and here are the few options, Peter, I was already going, wow, this is like you guys really figured, listened to what we wanted, and I know you're going to make it user-friendly. So, like, the look, the user-friendly, being able to use on all devices, I mean, I was I was really impressed. And now the, the website, the, the day we launched it, we had so much activity um, because it was so user-friendly on it that it, it was amazing. And um, it's looking good. And, you know, every day we kind of finesse it. I know you guys check it and, and keep it running smoothly. And uh, we're just really, really happy with it. Well, I'll tell you, Peter, one of the things that, uh, you know, was was easy for us is to feature all this great content that you, you that you have with the show. I mean, the pictures, the videos, I mean, it was it made it easy for us to to feature that awesome content that you have. And, and that's where a lot of that look comes from, are those fabulous that fabulous content that you have. And, and we felt that you needed a website that that displayed that all that wonderful content, whether it's video articles or and, and and we also want to note that if people want to watch the show they're they're full length episodes episodes on the uh, website as well that's right yeah we've got i mean that website is chock full i mean i go on there daily you know i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm the kind of guy i was listening to a jay-z song yesterday and it's called my first song and you got to look at everything everything you do even you can't become complacent you can't become so used to it that you just kind of go through the motions. I look at every day as like a new day. It's a new opportunity. I look at it like I'm an intern at a new company and I want to, I want to show everybody how good I am and I can do anything. And that's what I look at. Like I wake up, I go through all my social media, I go through the website, I click on everything I can find and make sure everything's dialed in and we'll make changes. You guys are really great at making the changes and that video content, 
you know, you got to keep making it. You got to keep putting it up there and making it better. And um, you know, every day, every day we're trying to improve. And I think that's the that's you know what what people need to always remember. You know, things some people get just complacent with how things are going, but you know, just just notch it up a little bit every day. What can I do a little better today? You know, just keep tweaking, and that's exactly what you guys have done with the website. The fact that you're well, you so hands on, and the fact that you're also you know a great angler and built a great great reputation in the angling community, it's no surprise you've had success that you've had, and that you you attract a lot of sponsors. Uh, I know you work with Yellowfin; they keep you with a, a nice boat to fish on. Well, what other you know sponsors would you like to mention? And talk about the support that you get with the show. Well, uh, Visit Florida has been amazing. You know, the, the because of the show taking place in Florida and being featured, you know, nationally on NBC and World Fishing Network. Um, we've been able to just really highlight Florida, and they say that this show is doing more for tourism than any of the projects they have going on. So they absolutely love it. So they've been fantastic. And uh, Yellowfin, as you know, great boat. You know, from the flats boat we have all the way to the 36, and they make the 42. Mercury Marine you know, has been providing motors. Um, never had a problem with any of the motors for all these years. They've been awesome. Um, Ray Marine Electronics been dealing with them since 2003 so we're like you know we're like 13 years in with them um they've come out with some amazing touchscreen flat screen stuff um the g series is amazing um you know my my bay boat now is rigged with with radar and and you know multi-screens and and the sounders i have i have uh, down vision i've got side vision i mean we're seeing we're seeing fish we i never dreamt possible on, on these on this stuff um, Salt Life, you know, clothing sponsors, you know, I used to say there are a dime a dozen. There's a million clothing lines out there. And then I, I tried with the smaller brands, um, you know, because I knew somebody and they, hey, Peter, wear my clothes and this and that. But, you know, it's all said and done at the end of the day. I have to be able to pay for airtime and production and, and the cost of just running this. Sure. So as much as I'd love to, like, help a friend out, it's, you know, it's a business at the end of the day and I have to, I have to go with the partners that I know that are going to be there for me. And Salt Life has been a great partner, and uh, so they, I've been with them uh, four years now. Um, Yeti Coolers, you know, they have, they sponsor a lot of shows, and uh, they actually I went to them and they said, Peter, you know, we've got 75 shows or whatever it was they were working with, and uh, they said, let's talk next year. And they approached me and they came up to me and they said, hey, Peter, we'd like to do something. Love your show. And I was like, really? I was like, you want to come to me? I'm like, this is incredible. So Yeti came on board, been with them uh, five years. Um, gosh, Bass Pro, I've been with them for 17 years on their pro staff, and um, they've been, they're like family to me, you know. They were one of my first sponsors. This is Florida and Bass Pro. They came, I went to fly out to meet their marketing director, and uh, they said, Peter, you know, you've been with us so long, we appreciate your support, so we want to support you. And I thought to myself, that is like, that's the ultimate, you know, you, you give, you give, you never ask for anything. And just that one time when you're like, hey, you know, I'm not really asking to give it to me, but let's, you know, I want to do a partnership here. And they jumped in, which was amazing. Um, and they do great promotion for me. And then I'm with Costa Sunglasses and uh, Fish and Wildlife, um, Keys, Florida Keys Tourism is one of my partners. And now I have uh, um, NTV, National Tires and Tire Kingdom. Um, they came in and uh, they're now one of my one of my big sponsors. So we got a lot of uh, a lot of good things cooking with, uh, with the sponsors, and I'm doing my private endorsements on the side with uh, Kershaw, 
knives, Laser Spine Institute where I had my surgery, um, Dr. Dan's uh, Sunblock. They put my name on the product. I have its Peter Miller approved uh, Sunstick by Dr. Dan's, which is an amazing product. Um, Scott Martin's involved with it. Um, you know, Jimmy Houston, Mike Iconelli, they're carrying in Walmarts and Bass Pros. And I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, and, uh, Costa is also, uh, on the side endorsement and Bass Pro is another endorsement. And now I'm also with hook and gap watches. Um, they make a very hardcore fishing watch, dive watch style. And, uh, they're, they're a great new partner. And uh, we just signed a, signed a multi-year deal. Well, you know, Peter, we know, we know that those sponsors are help what make everything go. I mean, you know, you wouldn't be able to fly people, um, you know, to fish and afford to, to do the show and put these people up. And so it takes all of these sponsors to make that happen. So we definitely uh, wanted to give you the opportunity to be able to tell everybody those that support you so they can go and support your sponsors as well. That's right. Thank you. And, and Peter, one of the things I wanted to say too is, uh, you know, earlier we were talking about where to go and where, you know, there's the different areas and species uh, to, to target in Florida. But one of the things I wanted to point out on the website, and we encourage everyone to go to the website because, like you said, there is so much content on there for people to learn, for people to watch, for people to be entertained. But you have a fishing journal on the website that you update and also a resources page to where they can go to that interactive map to see where a lot of these different, um, you know, uh, um, captains or uh, resorts that you go to, they can see where they're located in the state of Florida. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. We, we finally added that, um, you know, I, I just never knew how to really integrate it. You just have so much time in the day. And then, you know, once the website was looking so great, I said, God, it'd be so great if someone asked, you know, where do I fish? We get that email every single day. And, um, you know, where do, where do you catch these? Who's the captain? And I would literally type it out. Here's the captain. Here's his cell phone. This is what you can catch. Here's a good time of year. So now we have the map, and people can scroll over the map of Florida, see the highlights. They can look at the restaurant, the hotel, the guide, and then they can get in touch with everybody directly. And um, it's, it's perfect. It makes it easy for everybody. So we definitely wanted to let people know that that was there just in case they didn't, and uh, they can go – themselves specifically where it's located where you stayed who you fish with and uh, that's definitely a great resource yes well peter i tell you we thank you for joining us on the show is there anything else that uh any other news and updates from the bass to billfish team um well uh nothing other than we're already talking about uh season eight with the networks um we're going to be we were in talks with this uh, this group about uh, something called Waypoint TV, um, which you probably heard of Saltwater Experience, Into the Blue, Sweetwater TV, Flat Class, Carter Andrews. Um, and basically it's going to be an app that should be able to stream all the shows, kind of like a Netflix of fishing. And uh, it'll be like that. So you could binge watch, you know, episode after episode on your uh, Apple TV, Smart TV, Amazon Fire, Google, um, on on the iPhone, uh, Android phone, and basically you'll be able to watch all the great fishing shows all in one place. You know, so that's that's kind of amazing. I'm working on an agreement with them right now to be able to stream this stuff. So Netflix a fishing call Waypoint TV. That's really that's really the next level stuff. You know, so people can watch it wherever, whenever, when they want on their uh, on their time. That's definitely really exciting. Yeah. 
Well, Peter, it's it's been a pleasure to work with you on the website stuff and as we continue to grow the web presence. But, you know, we love the show. We've, you know, we've seen your podcast for years, talked with you, but it's been a pleasure to work with you and uh, to be part of our Point Click Fish team and the Bastable Fish team. It's It's a, been a pleasure. It really has. Likewise, guys. It, it's been a pleasure getting to know you guys, and I'm excited. We're finally, we finally connected doing this stuff, and we're doing some good stuff. This is some high-end, high-end partnership, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll hang out, and we'll, uh, we'll revel in, our, we'll revel in, we'll revel in all the fun we're having with our, our social and our web and all that good stuff. So thank you. Awesome, well, we definitely Peter, appreciate you taking the time to call in, and I'd remind everybody again when they can catch the show. Um, the show airs on NBC Sports uh, each week on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays between 1 and 2, depending on live sports is kicking us out of the way. And then on the uh, World Fishing Network, my 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 perfect thing is if people would just plug it into their DVRs, you know, Bass 2 Billfish with a number 2, Bass 2 Billfish. Um, that's the easiest way to do it. And then you'll capture all the shows from shows from five years ago to current shows and uh, – Load that DVR up and sit down on a Saturday morning and crank them out. <laughs> and, and start the binge watching. Exactly. Binge it out. <laughs> well, Peter, keep up the great work, and thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the show soon and to figure out what great things you guys are up to next. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Have an awesome day. Take care. You All right, Peter. Thank you. Wayne, I tell you, that was great to get Peter Miller from Bass to Bill Fish TV show. I mean, what an excellent guest. You know, a lot of great information about the state of Florida, about the TV show, about his sponsors. And, and that's key. Those, those sponsors that are supporting these shows, these anglers, these teams, it's so important for people to go out and let them know they heard about them on or through Peter Miller or on pointclickfish.com, whatever it may be, but to go support those that are supporting that those that are in our industry. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt, as you said before, that without those sponsors, you wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, to do what you do on a daily basis. And, and Peter's doing a lot, you know, from flying people in to putting them up in resorts and giving them the opportunity to get on some world class fishing down in Florida. It's uh, you know, it's important that they are there to uh, help support him. And and certainly, uh, you know, the website's a great resource for anybody who's planning a trip down to Florida or having the opportunity to uh, not only learn more about him and about his show, but about the uh, the area. Uh, I myself am in the middle of planning a trip down there in March to to get on some fishing and to, for a family wedding that we're going to. And in searching the web, I've, I've certainly learned that, uh, you know, the website that you guys have been working on and developing is a great resource to get in touch with different captains and different people in the South Florida community to uh, to learn about the saltwater fishing and freshwater fishing that, that goes on down there. Well, you know, that was one of the things is, you know, the Bass to Billfish website. And like Peter said, it's bass, the number two, billfish.com, bass to billfish.com. One of the things that when we built the website is Peter had so much great content yeah. that he had that we could work with and we wanted to feature that content but so it's not just a website that says hey i have a tv show and here are my sponsors yeah. there's blogs there's resources there hey all the captains that peter fish with all the lodges where or resorts where he's staying um different restaurants they're all on there and and, and if you're looking on the website the main navigation florida and then there is a drop down for fishing journal and a drop down for resources um, that's what what we're specifically talking about right now. But he had that content, and Peter's so active on his website and on social media that we just wanted to feature all of that great, all of those great things he was doing. 
you know, certainly. Of course, a website's always a great marketing tool, but for him, it's, it's so much more. There is certainly a lot of good information, and, uh, you know, people who are planning a trip down to South Florida, we certainly recommend they check it out. And also, of course, as you mentioned, you can watch the episodes live there, or, um, pre-recorded on the uh, website as well, so it's a, a great way to be able to uh, check out some of the action that he's been on. And, and, you know, again, one of the things that impresses me so much about the show is the fact that he does really use it as a vehicle to do good in the world, uh, whether it's taking a kid's fishing or, you know, taking wounded warriors fishing or, you know, taking people out that would just never have that experience otherwise. Uh, it's obviously a, a great opportunity for them to do something that, like you said earlier, we'd all kind of salivate to have that chance to get on some of the action down in South Florida that he's got dialed in so well. Yeah, you know, like like we hit on earlier, for for Peter and his team to give people the opportunity that either may not have the means or resources to do it. Yeah. That that's I mean, we always encourage others to inspire and instill yep. the love of fishing in everyone and, and he does a great job of doing that. Yep. Absolutely. And a, and a and a great location to do it again, South Florida and the entire state of Florida. Here we are in North Carolina in winter season and how many of us are planning to, to head that way? It started for me in college. It was called a spring break trip back then and admittedly we were chasing different things back in the day but now to uh you know still look forward to that spring trip every year right as you kind of got cabin fever and just gotten doggone sick of winter um florida's a great escape one of the only living coral reefs within a you know near only one you can drive to in the you know continental united states so it's a it's a special place a lot of habitat down there and you know obviously in talking to peter for just a little bit of time today we hear what a great fishery there is in that community. Well, I tell you, we definitely thank Peter and his team for joining us today on the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Radio Show. And I tell you, we look forward to uh, talking to everybody next week as we are back here live with the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Radio Show, Wayne. Absolutely, Jay. My pleasure to be on with you as always, and uh, we look forward to it. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. For more information, show notes, updates, or to join the saltwater fishing community, visit pointclickfish.com. Don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe on the water and tight lines.